0: you're listening to the just jazz and co podcast the show where you hear the how why and what of ambitious careers with me just jazz and many guests i'm a multi-passionate wildly ambitious lover of tea and r&b i'm also on a mission to guide more high achievers to the careers and lives they deeply desire through coaching yep you heard me desire no shame or secrets about it Here, we boldly embrace ambition by owning, being, and doing more in our careers. And in each episode, we break down the barriers to creating something that will make you and everyone you know step back in awe while keeping it simple. So, what are you waiting for? Let's dive into the episode. Hey folks, welcome to this week's episode of the Just As & Co. podcast. I am very, very excited to introduce you to another special guest this month. Today, I have Sonia Baige with me. Let's do the formal introduction. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Hi, I am Sonia Baige. You pronounced my name. I don't think anybody ever pronounced my name so well from the English-speaking world. So thank Thank you, you. Jess. (laughs) I am uh, based in France. I'm a mapmaker, um data visualizer, designer, artist. Like, I really am all of those things. Uh, but, yeah, at, I think every day for the last probably seven, eight years, I, I've i been drawing maps. I draw a lot of maps mm. of, like, real places and imaginary places. And I love my job. I am originally from Novi Sad in Serbia. And I've been living here for the last 12 years um, and yeah, I'm in Paris. How
0: did you get to doing all of these awesome things? What was your core um, journey from the beginning?
1: So I finished, um, architecture and urban design, which is, um, which is the university back home. So that's the uh, on the University of Technical Sciences back home. And it was a ma- master program. So I finished that and I worked for a year, year and a half as an architect. Mm-hmm. I also come from family of architects. And then I got a ma- second master degree to come and do uh, one of those Erasmus programs in uh, Europe for two years. It's another like master, but this time in urban regeneration. Um, so I lived in Italy and France and, you know, as you travel, there's so many places that you see and like, I don't know, they become part of you. And back in the day when I was in my twenties, you didn't have Google maps, right? So what you would have, if you find a nice cafe or if you find us gallery or you know a place with the best croissants you actually have to write that place down right because there's no like you know digital it's memo like there's no google maps you cannot pin it you cannot you know you mm. cannot tag it on instagram and go back through archive and see it no it's just literally uh you had i i had like mm, papers and like margins of my on my of my diaries just like filled with like cool places um and i i realized that i can make a map of my life you know like mm. with all those like little patches of my favorite places obviously some of them don't exist anymore or Some of them are like, oh, please, you know, I'm too old for that place. You know, that (laughs) feeling. (laughs) Nostalgia. It's like, like, that was early 20s me. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, so that's how I started drawing maps. Because it was like, like my first maps were maps of Paris. And today, I mean, I drew everything from Patagonia to Japan. So it's really, um, it's amazing. I think I'm attracted to maps because you really travel in your through your drawing so it's uh it's fascinating you know so yeah you don't have to you know you have your basil your tea your coffee and you're like in japan in your in your head so it's uh it's yeah. pretty cool
0: oh my goodness i love that you kind of started off with that map of your life but i also find it really interesting you said you come from a family of architects so what was it like i guess You described yourself as a creative, which I'm glad that you did, because it's kind of like it's adjacent, but it's it's not being an architect. So what was that sort of shift like for you to, I guess, grow up with a particular career around you and still kind of carve your own lane?
1: So we had always a lot of pens and rulers and um, there was a lot of math going on a lot Mm. of calculations because uh my parents uh they still have their own uh, private company they work together so um so yeah it was like i i think i think that i've chosen to be an architect because that was the widest area of the expertise that i can have Mm. so i can go you know and when you come from a poor country that's I'm, I'm very pragmatic, so you need to start wide, and then, you know, you go more narrow, mm. and you find the place. Like, it was, it took me a while to actually call myself an artist. By while, oh. I mean like 20, 20 years, right? So it's just like something that is like, you, um, like, it's a question of identity, I guess, and I also think, um, I love, I love built environment, I love Place. I love city. I love walking down the street. So all of that, like I I will never regret, you know, finishing all those schools um, in a different field that I'm working in now, because I really think they're like essential part of me. Like at a moment, I'm working mm. on two different projects, one in Serbia, one in France, that are big, that's, that are very Closely connected to the like urban planning and architecture, and I have to talk to architects mm. every day and urban planners. It's just like to have we have to have that conversation. And like, I think, um, knowing the way they're thinking helps a lot mm. in my career and like in actually uh drawing plans and maps and designing the city. So, um, I find still like urban design and architecture fascinating. So, it's like very. Um, I guess, like you know, it's it's very essential part of you. But I think yeah. why I like, I don't think I like how architecture um, practice looks these days. Everywhere, anywhere, I really have close friends like working in New York, uh, friends mm-hmm. working here, friends working back home. I am not like I don't think I'll go back uh, being an architect ever per se. Yeah. But like obviously, I do uh, like the fact. That I can work closely to them. And um, I think because, it, like, it's very, I think it doesn't fit my personality per se because it's very mm-hmm. rigid and there's so many rules. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of rules. <laughs> That's the uh, second option
0: for the title. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of rules. <laughs>
1: so, um, yeah. So, but it's um, at the same time, I do like. Like if you're working with me, like I know that we have to have a timeline. So there had like we have to establish some rules, like basic mm. things, so we can make everyone's life more simple, right? So, um, so yeah, I would say that there are good people to work with, but maybe I don't know. I'm just like. It's a. I'm glad that I took this path because it's so incredibly creative, and there's so many options that you know, so many different projects. Every project like takes you to a different place, teaches you something new, and mm. for me, that is very important. So I'm uh, I'm 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 really really happy with um, with the ex- my work experience. I mean, not uh, not in terms of years, in terms of like experience itself, experience. right? So,
0: yeah. I love that you pointed that out though, because I think that's one thing when I work with my clients, I get them to do this exercise called the SST and you basically map all of your experiences. So it's almost like a disjointed CV because what I don't like is that traditional CVs, traditional career planning encourages us to only look at specific things and actually put on a pedestal the duration that you spent there, right? The length of time. Those are some of the first things to go, like your two weeks work experience or your internship or the one month or the part time thing drops off in favor of the thing that you did for three years or whatever that is. And I think in many ways, then we overlook the actual depth and breadth of that experience outside of measuring it in time. There are people who have taken a role for 30 days and it's very bizarre because also kind of I think when you get more senior in your career, you're, you're afforded that detachment. Because people think, wow, you could probably do a lot in 30 days or in a three-month contract or in a project. But all the way up until that point it's, oh, you didn't stay there very long. And it's just like, <laughs> I stayed there. My career, i use my career as an example. I spent three months setting up a customer success function, being the first person to handle their executive clients, setting up the processes for that, the standards for that, building the connections between the engineering and the sales team. Three months. Some people will look at that and go, Oh, you weren't there very long. But A, it was actually a contract role. And B, I set the whole foundation <laughs> up oh, within yeah. 90 days. So if you want to talk to me about project management, we can do it. If you want to talk to me about even recruiting, we can do it. If you want to talk to me about um, managing issues as they come up, like I can talk about all of that. I'm not going to give you 65 million examples over the span of six years. But the competency is there, regardless of how long it took for me to get it. I think also when we do that, we discount Mm. the fact that some people are gifted in certain areas. (laughs) Like, there are some people who, like, I show you it once and you're off. And I'm just like, the standard at which you just did that is blowing my mind. And that's okay. You're allowed to be good at it. You don't have to be bashful and be like, oh, could I try it again? Or maybe I'll do it a few more times before you leave me unsupervised nah
1: yeah and i agree with i think it's because we we all grew up in a system that expects you to have one role right Mm. and i'm still struggling with that so like uh what do you mean you're like you know you have you are like map maker slash this slash that slash designer slash artist (laughs) like or like what's the name of that like Emma Gannon is, has that book. Yeah, like,
0: multi multi hyphenate.
1: Multi hyphenate. I like. I don't because I don't feel like multi hyphenate. It's a hard word to pronounce. Hyphenate, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, like because it, like I feel that like all everything I'm doing comes to one place, right? Mm. But like if I like, it's like oh, that is, what is your elevator pitch? Oh, that's all over the place. I'm like, no, it isn't. You just didn't. You know, you you want me to say that I'm like that I'm an artist or you want me to say that I'm one thing, but like so many of us Mm. are so many things. And I also think that like exactly what you said, when it comes to the expertise, like you don't know me, you don't know what I can do and what what is my, what I went through to get, you know, what I learned, how, you know, how I learned it. Um, And I find that also like coming from a different background um, gives me a different perspective. Maybe not a better one, but yeah, different, mm. you know. So um yeah, I find it's a it's a very I, I think the world is changing. And I think mm. like in the next 30 years we're gonna have more of those multi hyphenated people, right? So but yeah. like uh but it's hard. In France it's like very much like you're you have to be one thing, you know. I don't mm. know if that's in UK, but it's very like I remember when I finished architecture and one of my best friends, he was architect a French architect. He's like, what, what do you want to serve? What do you want to, uh, in which discipline of architecture you want to find work? And I was like, what do you mean? You know, you, you apply to a lot of things that interest <laughs> you and then you find something. Then, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. So, and here I am not being an architect go figure. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I, that's the like different markets, you know, different places um, and also different people that you want or you don't want to work with. I think that's as well. You know? So I want to work with people who understand who do a lot of things because they understand the span of my expertise. And like, you know, we probably better understand. We probably better understand each other.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. I definitely think the tide is changing. Um in the uk and i think that's more just connected to privilege like it's it's only the the quote unquote coveted doctor lawyer investor banker finance person Mm. it's those folks who are in many ways allowed to just be one thing everyone else cost of living (laughs) like i need to monetize some hobbies what skills do i have what can i do in my downtime to, to kind of cover the court. So in many ways as well, and it's really interesting that there's even people that I would have never thought about it. You know, I did a workshop earlier this week on starting your side hustle and one of them was yeah. just like, I just want to have more disposable income. I don't want to have to wait for my employer to kind of see that for me and give that to me. And I I don't want to be beholden and I want to, pursue certain things and i want to work in a certain way and there was definitely this sort of element of ambition but there was also this element of i looked at my pay slip and realized that that wasn't going to cut it so let's tap into some stuff i think there's also the other side where i grew up in a multi-passionate household my dad was a carpenter and a dj he was able to oh. play with those ebbs and flows like <laughs> dj oh, yeah. christmas time busy summer busy um carpenter over christmas dry Because anyone who wants their kitchen done, they want it finished way before Christmas because they're going to be hosting. And then also everybody's very broke in January and February. So he was able to play with the seasonality. But also what I witnessed in him, there's no other way to put it, but he didn't work with horrible people. He was like, there's there's another job, whether it's through DJing or whether it's through carpentry. If I have a limited amount of days in my month, do I want to spend it working for you? Nah, you're a bit rude. (laughs)
1: i don't like you sorry i
0: don't like you and it's okay for me not to like you because you're one client of one
1: particular skill that i execute in my career exactly and it's like i used to work as a tour guide right Mm -hmm. did i tell you that i don't know if i ever mentioned that in our previous conversations but like i worked as a tour guide um for many years and like i always thought that like it blends so well with like my passion for maps right but also for my map my passion for like mapping experiences and actually mm-hmm. participating in other people experiences because that's very important for me that I like you know if we're if I'm creating a map for you like be it custom-made map for you know your sister's Wedding or your dad's birthday, right? I really yeah. want you to have a good experience with me, but I also want to celebrate your experiences. And then, if I am like, you know, taking you around and showing you Paris and all those beautiful monuments and why they are here, like it's storytelling again. Mm-hmm. It's a great, you know, experience that I want you to have, but also like. It's the question of, it's like, it just like blends in so well. And um, I always thought, like, it's, you know, it doesn't have to. Like, I mean, as you said, your dad was carpenter and DJ, you know, and you're like, mm. what? You know, but like, this, um, I find for me, like, that identity thing, like, in order to, to explain myself to myself, you know, I go like, yeah. I'm trying to connect the dots, right, all the time. So I'm just like, oh this is how that is connected, you know, mm. and it's, uh, I think once you realize like, what is your system and like, where, what are the values that you're, um, that you're following, you realize how some of the things that may seem unconnected are actually very connected. Right. Yeah. I didn't use disconnected, just unconnected. <laughs> just <right>? unconnected.
0: <laughs> They're waiting to be. Uh, yeah. It's all <laughs> together. And I think it's important that we continue to allow ourselves to define ourselves, um, for ourselves you know lots of selves in the word but you know what I mean I think even going back to what you were saying about taking 20 years to consider yourself an artist I find that so interesting but also have a great deal of empathy for it because it's such a loaded word (laughs) what was that for you how did you come to to peace with no I'm I'm an artist and what do you think kind of was standing in the way of you doing that in the first place
1: Well, I think it was my idea of artists being crazy and poor, Mm. you know, so it was that image of being like crazy person rolling on a blank canvas, half naked, right? Mm -hmm. Like covered in neon colors. And I don't think uh, yes. listen, I'm, I'm getting very, such a vivid image. <laughs> that's exactly why I didn't want to be an artist because I had the same image in my head, and I was like, "No, I, that's not me," you know. So yeah. it took me. But like, once you realize that being an artist is so many things, you know, and once you realize that it's really like um, I don't like it's just like I think I first realize that I'm a creative person and I said Mm -hmm. I am extremely creative that's what I am that's who I am right like I can find creativity in any given moment right I remember when I was going to to high school uh, there were two ways and I read somewhere that like if you go if you use one way every day um your brain is less happy than if you uh change the ways right because that gives you more creativity and you see different things so I'm like 16-year-old girl, right? So that's like yeah. 20 years ago. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So like, you know, like later you patch those experiences and you're like, yeah, I was always very creative. And I, you know, like I think being creative is the form of artistry or, you know, mm. being an artist is the form of being, like, you know, it's just like it's basically very, it's like almost the same word, word right? Yeah, and it's, it's an expression. World. So I think that's when I was just like, yeah, I, you know, when I work all day and like, I'm sometimes very, very tired, but I'm just like, oh, I promised I'm going to cook the dinner. And I find that's also part of being creative. You know, it's like Mm. chopping, being in a moment or I don't know, any, anything, if you, if you're willing to, you can find creativity in everything, really, really. So, um, and that's when I was just like, yeah, I guess like, uh, that's actually what is what it means to be an artist. It's not a yeah. form. It's not what we are like. If you're like, you know, if I'm not writing poem, like I love writing poems. They they suck. I, nobody will ever read them. Love right? It. It's my thing. Like it's For like you. it's just like no. But it's just like I don't even have. I don't even want to share them. It's my way of you know like. I guess like cleaning my brain. And I was just like, I remember my grandmother doing that, like finding rhyme, you know, making jokes Mm. and stuff. But like, I guess, you know, like it's, there's so much creativity in my life at any given moment, you know, sometimes very structured, sometimes very, very all over the place. But all of that is who I am. And I guess that makes me an artist above and first of all.
0: This episode is brought to you by Just Jazz Private Coaching, the six-month one-to-one experience for high achievers to carve their unique careers free from burnout, overwhelm and underwhelm. With challenging and curious conversations, we get knee-deep in all the things getting in the way of you having a hell-yeah career instead of a career that feels meh. If this sounds great to you, book a call today at justjazz.co forward slash coaching, where we will map out the what and how of working together. And I think one thing that I find really interesting, as you said it yourself, it's about identity and what I've seen in my career and also the people that I've worked with is that quite often, how do I say it? We can push and push and push for a goal. We can push to be at a specific place. But the thing that actually changes it for us is changing our perceptions of ourselves. Something shifts in our identity that therefore shifts what we think that we're able to do or kind of yeah. gives us permission to do the thing that we've been yeah. like pushing so hard to do. It's, it's like a teeny weeny switch, right? It's a te- teeny weeny switch. It's like when you go into the living room, there's a teeny weeny switch and there's like 18 lights that turn. Hotels. Hotels are, are great for that. Like, once yeah. did you yeah. put the key card into the door? That's why. 65 yeah. lights are not turning yeah. on right yeah. now and the air con, right? It's that. It is the key card. that switching identity. Um, I really like
1: that. That's a great yeah. metaphor. Did it's you exactly experience that. that though?
0: Like once you started to really step into it and embrace it.
1: Yeah, I think it really... Um, I don't think I changed what I was doing, but I mm. think it freed one part of my brain, right? Yeah. I was just like, it felt more free. It felt more real. It felt more yep, this is who I am, right? Mm. So, um, liberating, I guess, that's the word, right? So, like, and, you know, I don't, I mean, I I rarely even talk about it. I don't even, I don't, you know, Mm. I don't mention it. it, Like, just, that's it. You know, like, I never, um, you know, today when I presented myself, I, I know that I am actually, you know, there are things that I do, before that are more of my calling but being an artist Mm -hmm. I guess is who I am right so Mm -hmm. like and it's um yeah it's it's one of the facets of who Sonia is I guess so yeah so
0: yeah I love it I always I always love conversations with multi-passionate multi-hyphenate peeps because especially where it's just you being you I think that was kind of the shadowy side of Emma Gannon writing the book is that it made it this sort of novelty thing. When really we're all just a bunch of folks who just have lots of different, very random and sometimes connected talents and skills and passions that we've decided to act on several of them at once. Right. There's a, I had an interview with somebody and they were just like, why you, you have a business I understand, why do you look for a full-time role in community management and like vice versa? And they asked it in a very respectful way. I've had people ask it in a very judgy way, um, which has been like a good interview red flag. They asked it in a very open and curious way. And I just said, look, I've got a bunch of different talents and I'm also very ambitious. So if I look for all of those talents and skills to be used for all of these sort of desires to be fulfilled by one employer, it's too much. So where I have my business, I get to play. I get to have another space where I can exercise that, where I can express that side of myself. And it's all really great because no matter what I'm kind of focused on is getting 100% of me with no resentment, with no expectations of it to sort of shape shift into something that is more than what is. It's like, no, I, I, get, I get to scratch that itch over here. I get to scratch that itch over there. And overall, both benefit from a very... Scratched, non-inchy jazz. <laughs> <It's a> weird <laughs> metaphor. But, you know, they both benefit from, like, I'm fulfilled. It? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm fulfilled. I just got off a client call. Oh, amazing. Going into work tomorrow morning. Feeling great. Like, yeah.
1: I think it's also, uh, I remember for me when I was store guiding, um, it's like the question of, like, not being alone all day at home right Mm. because like it balances the introverts and extroverts in us right yeah and also like it's the question of like being like you do one part of the like it's just like um but i think that judgy thing comes Mm. from i mean i i fight with that like even judging myself sometimes i'm just like if i had like would i do i want to work more in one of the two three four fields or Mm. why am i choosing to work in all the fields
0: yeah and is it still a choice would you choose it again
1: (laughs) exactly so there's like that is the question because i think the judgment comes from like oh she probably cannot make money in just Mm. one thing you know but i'm like no i actually look at my list of clients it's pretty good right so Mm. like I, i mean it's not that i'm you know you're like explaining anything to them but i think because you're obviously more empathetic than they are mm-hmm. right the people are judging you so you're like oh i understand where you i have empathy for you i know where your judgment is coming from but actually yeah. you know like it's a. Uh, I i like the combi- like the combination that i'm living of the things that i'm doing and how i'm living in a moment doesn't mean that it, i'm going to be happy with it in 2 years time but at the moment mm. like it does fulfill what i um all my needs and i guess that's you know i mean i don't think that work is there to fulfill your needs but i do think yeah. that it helps if it does mm. you know i think my mom likes to say that our generation was promised like to have fun at work you know, like, like, <laughs> like, I promise you that. work is not always fun. Sometimes it is. You're lucky if it is. But mostly, most of the time, you know, you do parts of work. That's, yeah. um, and I really like that. You know, and this is coming from someone who likes her job. But it's, like, mm. funny to to get that perspective. Because, you know, when, I, obviously, I have, like, a bunch of, you know, smaller parts of the work which is, like, oh, my God, I really have to do this. You know, like. <laughs> But then I remember of those of her words and I'm like, yeah, actually, I really need to sit down and, you know, do this and finish mm. with it. and Yeah. And then do more fun parts.
0: I like it. It's a yeah, it's a balance. It's a balance. Yeah, of course. I find myself I do that quite intentionally. Like if I know that things are going to be tough in the day job, I schedule something uplifting in the business. Or life. (laughs) We all do it in life. Regardless of whether you have different careers, different freelance strands. you do it in life. Like it's going to be a pretty tough week. Friday, I'm meeting up with friends. Sunday, I'm going for brunch. I'm going to hit up the museum on Saturday. Like you do that balance and it's just having another area
1: yeah and I think we made a great progress in finding that balance, like mm-hmm. us as a generation. I think there was a gap like twenty year twenty year gap when we're all supposed to work all the time, right? Oh, yeah. We're all supposed to work all the time still, but I find that we actually we know how to stop. I know how to stop much better. Mm-hmm. and I was really bad at that. It doesn't mean yeah. that I do stop, but I know how to stop. No, but you know you know that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh so I have a fun story fun story on this line so where I have been looking for work I've just been living la vida full time entrepreneur and mm-hmm. I'm in a coaching program the coach that I work with is based in the US so occasionally we've got group coaching calls at midnight UK time and last week I took a nap woke up at midnight to stay on the call which was about an hour and a half I got coached yes in the middle of the night folks um and then I stayed up, <laughs> stayed up until six, just doing work. And there was that moment where it's just like, I know I should have stopped after the coaching call. <laughs> I should have gone to sleep and woke up at six, maybe. But I was just like, okay, at this point, this is a, co- as long as it's a conscious decision for me, I did the math and went, I can actually take a nap. If I do go to bed at 6.30, I don't have a call until 2 p.m., etc., etc. I did that yeah. self-negotiation. Whereas I think earlier me would have just gone with it, crashed and burned, not been cognizant of how many hours of sleep has been had or is even required to function fully um, and would have, you know, had all of the hustle mantras in her mind. Whereas current me is like, okay, it's a trade-off. We're not burning it at both ends because it doesn't bode well for me. But if I am feeling enlightened, if I am feeling energetic and there's some things that I want to get done while the moon is in the sky then that's fine now that's not going to be fine when i work full time but
1: yeah yeah but you know that's it like you're here and the moment is now so why not i know i mean i totally understand because i have um that afternoon usually in like moment in the afternoon when i just feel like i really am tired right oh and yeah I talk for me three <laughs> two so, three yeah but it's like yeah that's it so i don't stop because that's what we that's what a system taught us that we need mm-hmm. to push until you know work doesn't exactly. finish from the four hours. Exactly. So but like I know that like I am much more productive at night. And I, I've always mm. have been, like, you know, when I was finishing my my degrees, I loved working at night. It's silent. And this is Quiet. before Facebook and, you know, all of that. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not afraid. The I'm technological
0: distractions. Yeah. But nobody's ringing on your dorm room to go, hey, do you want exactly. to go do something?
1: Right? So you're there and you're just, like, working. But, like, you know, living in a city, like, it gets, Paris gets very like loud, although it doesn't seem like a loud city, but like it gets very loud in the morning. So Mm. I actually started like following the rhythms of the building of the the city, you know, and like, (laughs) really? Yeah. So it's just, um, I find it interesting, but I think it's good to, to hear your rhythms, to understand Mm. them, you know? And I think that's already a big,
0: um, big jump yeah
1: it's we're not beating progress, ourselves up exactly beating ourselves into thing. it we're going wait yeah.
0: actually you know and even if you like I'm sharing examples from being in a self-employed season but even if you work I remember working for an organization actually at this time I was I had COVID but I didn't know I had COVID <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, I was just happened. like I'm just struggling today and it was just like look take the drop off line if you need to just sleep sleep like come back on and i work for a global company but they stood by the fact that they were just like we trust you to do your work in a way that works for you so yeah i did take a four hour nap in the middle of the day i woke up and i was all the better for it because instead of having 65 million tabs open and taking a 10 minute task and making it last an hour i got up feeling refreshed powered through a lot of stuff in like two and a half hours
1: yeah and i also uh tried to schedule what you said before. It's question of like mm-hmm. body rhythms, but I also think it's a question of like how do you um You know, being like self-employed, it's like in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, like, is that the time to answer the emails or I like, you know, responding in the afternoon. So I really try to like blocking time really help me, you know, Mm -hmm. so also to uh, balance balance well the the energy levels, because that way I can be like, okay, what I'm going to do now is actually like work all morning on a creative part of my work. Like I did this morning, I was like doing research and like designing and sending. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. having phone calls with other people on the project, so we can, you know, like understand better the the big picture of this space of work. And you know, now yeah. in the afternoon, I have part like also uh, when I'm like uh, having conversation with you. I had another meeting. I have some client meetings as well, and I have to answer to the. I have a couple of bespoke maps to design, so I have to, you know, talk to talk to those clients just to understand if we are on the same page, right? So, mm. but I think. Um, so, you know, the, that time blocking helps with the energy levels. And I also try to stop at one point and be like, okay, mm. this is, the, the, I am terrible in this, but I, I know when I do it, it helps. I'm like, I finished with my work day. So if I want to come back in three hours and yeah. draw something, I can, but that is after hours. This is like mm. extra hours that I'm going to put in that and that yeah. project, right? But like actually, yeah, consciously. I finished yeah just so you have exactly to you know being conscious about like yeah I guess conscious conscious for me is the word of the month because like Mm. I realize that I do so many things unconsciously and like when we are conscious we're much better uh we all function much better but I also think we're like kinder to ourselves so I'm trying to you know um do things more consciously in June
0: I love that and it leads me on to a question I ask many people What's your career teaching you right now? <laughs>
1: um, hmm. I had this conversation with uh, I don't know if you know her Bev Costoya. She's like a digital.
0: I know you of know? her, but we've never connected.
1: So yeah. uh, I find like she she actually uh, introduced me to a couple of really cool books. So I really like you know when somebody gives you a couple of recommendations you're like yeah Mm. okay i can have a lot of (laughs) conversation with this person right so um so i talked to her last week and she she asked me if uh she's preparing some workshops so she asked me if i want to um be you know a guinea pig for one of those and to be honest like it was really life-changing like i mean Mm. i really liked what i don't think she it's that workshop exists, so don't write to Bev and be like, hey, okay. <laughs> <You> know, so, <laughs> Send me the link to the uh, workshop. Yeah. It's yeah. not, I think it was just like, and it was so interesting because she introduced me to the idea of the, how how sustainable your own ecosystem is. Meaning, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's so many values that we all live by. Is that what you say? You live by your own values, yeah. right? So, um I'm not talking about like you know those big words, small words, like you know small things that like as I said, I know I'm an artist. Creativity is vital for me. You know, mm. I know like I am, um, like security and safety are important for me. You know, I want yeah. everybody to feel that you know when I if I'm like you know simple things. If I am if I'm going out on a date with you, if we said we're gonna go for dinner on Saturday. I'm going to show up because I want to, I like, I want real reliability and that's a part of safety and security. So all of those small things, um, are part of a bigger, bigger picture basically. So, and that Mm -hmm. bigger picture is your life and your career. Right. So, and that's what I thought a lot, like, I mean, I'm not going to explain the whole workshop, but like, um, I've been thinking about it since last Thursday, I'm just like, you know, there are things that you face every day on personal and, and professional level. And you're thinking like, how is this, is this good or bad for my ecosystem? It, will mm-hmm. this destabilize my ecosystem? You know, yeah. will this, will this bring like, if ecosystem is a pond, you know, will frogs die, you know, because, mm-hmm it's not good for them or will it, you know, um, bring more fish to the pond, meaning there's going to be more birds. And then, you know, there's going to, so it's just like, yeah, it's really that question of balance. Like how do I live in balance? And I'm not talking about work-life balance that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of like, what is balance for me today in the afternoon at this hour and right now, right? So, and that like, you know, sometimes it's like actually working all day because I have so much energy. I have a lot of energy this week
0: and Mm. I'm just like,
1: oh, maybe I should rest. And I'm like, no, I'll rest when I need rest. And this is not me pushing myself. I just feel very energetic. And also when I, you know, in probably two weeks time, I'm not going to feel so energetic. And like, I'll just let myself, you know, work less and do things Mm. that are, good for my ecosystem then yeah. so i think that's a big lesson that i learned this year because it's been a struggle i think everybody's struggling with recession and everything you know so like this whole year was like very much like um what it what are the things that i limit myself with and yeah. what are why are how are they stopping my ecosystem to flourish right mm. so um so yeah, I think that's that's what my career um, my career taught me this year. It's like very mm-hmm. uh, I I live very like I have very intimate relationship with my career. It's not yeah. even, you know, <laughs> it's not like I really uh, I often I did a poster, I don't know if you saw that. It's um it's as human being, not human doing. Doing um, mm-hmm. Because I really need that reminder, mm. right? I need that reminder that I am not just a human doing, I'm also a human being. But yeah. I love working so much that I am just like. It's easy to be exactly. a human doing. Exactly. And I'm actually happy that I am. Um, I'm both, but like sometimes I'm a bit one thing more, one thing less. You know, it's like a balance, yeah. as you said.
0: Yeah, huge. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that where can people connect with you, your creativity and your art history?
1: Um, so I am doing, I'm writing a lot these days on Substack, right? So mm-hmm. if you go to my website, uh, which is uh, uh So S-O-N-J-A-B-A-J-I-C studio.com. Uh, uh, and you go to journal, Or there's a newsletter tab. You click and you uh, become part of it. It's going to take you to Substack. Substack is uh, sonjabajic.substack.com. So that's easy as well. Um, I write a lot on LinkedIn and I'm also there, just linkedin.com slash sonjabajic. So um, I'm on Instagram that I am unhappy about at the moment. So you can find me there. (laughs) I post regularly, but I'm just not... I find my um, I, I feel much better on you know either long form like Substack where I write about yep. so, uh, life life in Paris. Email, get onto
0: my newsletter and then it gets fun. Like, exactly, gets fun.
1: exactly. That's where I am, and that's who. What makes me really happy? I really like writing about uh, living a creative life in in this city in Paris. And I think if you love Paris and creativity, definitely you're going to enjoy it. Um, and yeah, like see my website. I do a lot of Personalized maps for businesses and people. So uh, for gifts, um, it's fun. I um, I really value the ex- experience as an idea. So like, I really want you. If if you order a map, I want you to have uh, a good experience with me. So we can ex- like celebrate your experiences through mm-hmm. mapping them. So um, when you go to the website, you'll see what I'm talking about. So yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: great thank you so so much for sharing that and for sharing so much of your insight um i took away so much from the conversation so i hope our listeners did too
1: oh thank you that's very kind um i always i love talking to you jess like i you know it's uh, it's always a pleasure so thank you very
0: much don't forget to reach out with any gems you took away my dms and inbox are always open and waiting to hear and if you liked this episode you should probably join the crew so sign up to the monday memo to get weekly messages that put you back at the center of your ambitious career with passion filled musings created to educate and inspire you'll have everything you need to fuel your ambitious career this year go to justjazz.co forward slash join and i'll see you there we